Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning and welcome to CEO Exclusive, where we get emerging trends from CEOs and their most trusted advisors. I'm your host, Soyini Koch. There's been a lot happening in healthcare, as of course everybody listening knows. And one of the things that's been happening is a lot of consolidation. And I'm very excited to have Jim and Gracie Murphy from Advanced Care Pediatrics um, because they're going to talk about uh, consolidation, how it's affecting their, uh, their facility, and how they've decided to buck the trend and why they've decided to stay small and how um, that's actually paying off for them. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Gracie, start us off by telling us a little bit about Advanced Care Pediatrics, what you do, where your facility or facilities are, and a little bit about the scope of services you provide. Advanced Care Pediatrics is a home care company that provides skilled nursing care and personal care support for medically fragile children and young adults in the comfort of their own home or schools. So we created Advanced Care Pediatrics about seven years ago. We had three partners that wanted to change the way the home care is done, putting patients first, families first, and make sure that our employees and nurses are well taken care. So we wanted to raise the bar because we understood that home care is, we had a lot of underserved kids and families, as well as case managers in the hospitals that were trying to get those kids home, but the companies were not paying attention what the kids need. So we got together, the three partners, and uh, we decided that we're going to not just raise the bar, but we're going to do things differently. We're going to pay attention to details. We're going to train our nurses better. We're going to recruit only the best of the best. And uh, with that, that's what basically granted our growth so far. Great. And Jim, like, what did you, what did you say or how did, you know, I love husband and wife teams. So um, Gracie was saying that you were part of the, the impetus and you were really encouraging um, when she was starting the company. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Gracie and her team's just done, they've done a wonderful job with the business. I mean, you know healthcare and, um, you know, it's a rapidly changing complex scenario out there. And, uh, you know, they've, they've just got great alignment and they're executing well day in and day out, great outcomes with the nurses. But more importantly, just like Gracie said, you know, we're bringing kind of the family feel, the personal touch to an area of nursing that sometimes overlooked. I mean, um, you know, these are kids that are taken care of through uh, Medicaid. And most of our competitors in our space, as you mentioned earlier, consolidation is kind of happening in healthcare right now. They're pretty large organizations. And a lot of them are in many other dis- disciplines as well. So ACP is very, very focused on our children, their outcomes, and the comfort of their own homes. Uh, that that environment, as you know, can also be extremely variable as well. So to have consistency in care, standardization is really important. And Gracie, what does the consolidation look like? Jim just mentioned that you're often competing with large firms. So tell us about the landscape of of who's competing with you and what consolidation you've seen. You know, has anybody approached you about consolidating, for example, and uh, how that's affecting your industry? They did, as a matter of fact, more than once, but we're so passionate about the business and we are on a mission. We're on a mission to change the industry and that is what we have done. 
we are the only company in Georgia that has put a full market in the, into this space. Uh, when we had uh, ACP created, that we started to create a little bit of, gain a little bit of a market share, we understood that it's not a difficult thing to do the right thing. But people sometimes choose to do the easiest as opposed to the right. And that's not our mentality. So big corporations came together, as a matter of fact, very recent here in Georgia, where a big uh, big player in the in Texas space came and bought our biggest two competitors and they merged. And I first thought that that would be something bad for us because then they're going to be a one-stop shop uh, company that could provide not just private duty nursing, but other services that we don't. But as this transition goes along, I have seen completely the opposite, and we have been able to capitalize on that because the niche that we serve is so specialized that the families want to feel special, not just feel, but be special. And as those companies merge and become bigger, they lose its, its identity and its culture. So most of our nurses are coming from them to us because they said, I don't even know my manager. I don't even know what the culture of that company is about because they're growing so fast where they're not focusing what they need to be focused, which are the details in the patients. So we, um, we have seen a lot of growth coming from transfers, what we, what we call when uh, families transfer from other companies, because uh, they, they are just being treated as a number. Mm. And, but you're growing quickly too. Yes. So how quickly are you growing and how are you able to maintain the integrity of your service and your culture in the midst of that fast growth? We are growth? extremely focused on our culture. Our culture is the most important thing that we can have. And our culture is about families and patients first. So first thing when we always open the meetings is what we are about, where are we going, are you engaged to it? And uh, and we'll make sure that from the f- every single nurse or CNA that comes on board, they know our, what we call HDD, our high-definition destination that has been created since day one, uh, empowered by Afterburner. They trained us to begin with. That's her husband's company. That's correct. And uh, that really creates a lot of a clarity uh, for every single employee that's in the company. We have over 300 employees that they know where we're going. And that mission is on their hand. And if they're not engaged to it, they are not part of the organization. So the culture of going above and beyond needs to be engraved in every single DNA that works for us. And what other things have contributed to your rapid growth? Also, because we're specialized, we're not trying to do 10 things and not be good at. So what we do is a skilled nursing care, what we call private duty nursing, we're not trying to provide um, uh, services uh, such as uh, providing equipment or medication. We're focused on our nurses and training them to be, because home care is a specialty. It takes a lot of um, skills for one nurse to be si- a bad side of a patient, sometimes 16 hours per day. And uh, she is exercising all her skills with one patient. So they need to understand that It's not just going in the home and also sometimes, you know, taking care of the family as well, not just the patient because they're in their homes. So uh, we'll make sure that they have all the skills and trainings 
that will support our growth in uh, different types of patients. Mm. Jim, do do you want to weigh in on what you think has made uh, ACP so successful? Well, I think what's unique about ACP is most people in healthcare grew up in and around healthcare. They're healthcare folks. And we came at, at this, you know, from from being from the outside. I mean, really, uh, we have a third partner, uh, Chris Goodwin. Uh, he, Gracie, and I got together. I, I come from a business management training and consulting background. Gracie uh, had healthcare in her college, and then she got her international uh, uh, business degree in finance. Uh, but before that, you know, she was working in finance for a larger retailer and working directly with the CFO and the CEO. But when we decided to start ACP, you know, one of the things that we all realized that there were certain disciplines that weren't necessarily at play in home healthcare. One was standardization. The other one was, you know, a absolute no holds barred focus on the outcome of not only the children that we're taking care of, but also the family and the family atmosphere. You have to understand that a lot of the families that we serve are underserved children as well. Um, a lot of them don't have insurance. And, and um, so the environments are very, very dynamic. So if we work really hard on the outcomes of our families, uh, the rest of it's going to fall in place pretty well. We also did not necessarily have that history that a lot of our competitors have coming into the space itself. So we came in with a brand new, fresh look, a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of energy. And I think we brought some best practices around business development, which was the key. A lot of healthcare uh, focus is not necessarily around business development. And I think uh, because we were strong in that area, it helped us gain uh, a foothold quickly. And uh, I think it's contributed to our fast growth. Um, Certainly, you know, outcomes, you know, great clinical outcomes. So we had to hire an outstanding team right off the bat uh, that was grounded very solidly in clinical outcomes. So I, I think having, you know, maybe an unbiased outside perspective of healthcare when we first jumped in uh, maybe helped us a lot. And I think it continues to help us with our growth. How did you choose home health as the industry that you were going to gonna develop this business in? Well, um, I, like Jim mentioned, I was just finishing this project of taking my old company through bankruptcy and um, I was three months pregnant. And uh, one thing I did not know is that I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom. So I came, You knew the stay-at-home mom? I did not want to be a stay-at-home okay. mom. It's just my personality. Yeah, um, I couldn't do it either. You know, if, imagine coming from a different country and leave your whole family there for a purpose to be successful, um, you know, professional in... And in, in then not that that's not rewarding, don't take me wrong. So I came to Jim and I said, Jim, you know, we need to fi- figure something out. I am not going to be, I don't want to work eight to five. And um, I would love to own a company. I have a very good, large passion for healthcare because that's my major. And uh, I love numbers. So let's find something that I can, that we can create together that can combine both of the passions. And he's like, hey, I just came from this consulting gig that I did in, in this place. And, um, you know, I saw this company as a fashion, as a, as a very passionate industry. And I think you're going to love it. So we flew down there and we investigated the business. Uh, the owner was very kind to let us to study his business and, and interview a lot of people. And then we came back to Atlanta and I decided to open ACP. So... We hired a consultant to teach us how is to acquire the license. 
and took us about one year to get the home care license that we needed to start to operate. Yeah, and for, Gracie was working for a large retailer. And then uh, by then your baby was four months old, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember she was working for a retailer here in town and, and they had hired her to help her help them get through this uh, bankruptcy. And uh, so eventually that mission was complete. They were getting ready to walk out of the building and turn the lights out. And it was uh, Gracie, the CEO and the CFO. And then, you know, she just said, you know, I, I, I'm ready to do something else. And so, well, we're getting ready to have a baby and, you know, we can, why don't we take our time on this? And she's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm ready to get engaged. I said, okay, let's get engaged into something. So we looked at a lot of different industries and, and like Gracie mentioned, um, we kept coming back to healthcare and I had worked with uh, quite a few healthcare companies in the past uh, with my previous company, our current company at Afterburner. And we thought that this would be a great fit. And we looked at Georgia and thought Georgia was an underserved market. And it was also uh, a market that, like many markets, mainly large corporations were in this space, multidiscipline uh, large corporations. So we thought that would be a great opportunity for a smaller entrepreneurial company to create some, some, uh, some headway. So uh, as a strategist, this is the kind of thing that I love. So did you do anything specifically analytical, like a you know weighted average decision matrix or whatever, or to... <laughs> Figure out what you're going to do or anything like that. No, I, like yeah, it was a, definitely did you an organic a, a formal business plan and those kinds of things. And what does your strategic planning process look like now? So we did not because unfortunately, that's one of the things that uh, home health care is lacking is compatible data. So especially in the pediatric area, so if even to request from the state data, they take about a year and the data they provide is about, you know, three to four years old. So we well, that's had, not helpful. We had basically, uh, all we knew is the size, the market size, but we don't even know how many kids are in the program, the, the GAP pediatric program. We just, um, we just said, okay, that's what we want to do. And we went full on. But the strategy moving forward is to, to continue to create market share, to, to continue to gain market share here in Georgia. We, um, we are starting to provide a different um, um, services, uh, same private duty nursing, but for a different population. We're now providing uh, um, services for uh, IDD kids, which are uh, years old. Mm -hmm. And we're also uh, growing a lot in private duty nursing for schools. So it's uh, kids that, 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 that um, re require attention in schools. We're sending our nurses to public schools with them. So we have grown a lot there as well. But the IEDD program, the, the comp waiver that we're about to get certified, there's about 12,000 kids in there. And, uh, and there's a lot of need for the special uh, private nursing uh, um, uh, sector in that. Great. So, so yeah, we, we did use... Uh, Obviously, we, we used Afterburner's planning process and strategic planning process. But one of, the, one of the key things that we did early on was looked where the critical leverage points were in the market, uh, an area that we're, we could put our limited resources and to be quite honest with you, when we first started the business, limited time to get the maximum amount of effect. And I kind of alluded to it earlier. One of the areas for us that we knew were a strength and it was, um, uh, you know, all three, it aligned up to all three of our strengths was you know, BD. And, you know, we knew that uh, we could make a very professional impression very quickly. 
And that was one of the things that we focused on early is we focused on our, our BD approach. But how does that work with, I'm assuming that you mean business development, like getting customers. Is that, yes? It's not necessarily customers, but it is aligning well with the providers. I mean, excuse me, the, the, the hospitals. Your referral case sources. Management. Exactly. Yeah. Great. As you think about the, the business development and your, your afterburner process, how did you translate that into these leverage points and then what's now become a competitive advantage for you? And how did you, did you validate that that competitive advantage or what you thought was going to be a competitive advantage was going to prove out in the market? It absolutely did. I, I would love to go into the details of those, but we'd rather not okay. at this point. Secret uh, sauce, I get it. That's right. We do believe it's secret sauce and we do hold it pretty closely. But we did, and uh, we we were we were testing and iterating quickly, and we were getting some early successes, and it was validating our plan, our strategic plan. The other part too was obviously the clinical part with nursing and the nursing shortage, and many other things that I think probably a lot of your listeners have heard about in the past. It was really really important that our other customer group that was equally as important as the referral sources, which are actually the nurses and the mm -hmm. CNAs, this was critical. We had to really focus on why ACP would be the employer, employer of choice for them and their community. So that was something else that we focused heavily on in parallel. Great. So listeners, we're talking to Advanced Care Pediatrics, um, the co-founders, Jim and Gracie Murphy. And I want to turn the conversation to uh, your organization and how you work together as a team to, you know, build this fast growth company that's on the Inc. 5000. And I love husband and wife teams. I think it's very informative. Um, it's always fun to have, have you on the show. And I'm wondering, Gracie, is it hard to take coaching from your husband? Because he's like, you know, has all this, you know, his uh, training and uh, coaching and leadership development and you know, how does, how, how does that work? He is really good at coaching me. And I take all, every single advice that he gives me as very, very serious. And it's the only... Wait, wait, wait. Did, did you, we got that on tape, didn't we? Yes. I mean, everybody heard that. Is that right? Because that, that's not the way yeah. I see it. Okay. So, <laughs> so are you going to like cut that clip out yeah, of the we, podcast? Yeah, we, we really need to talk play, about this. Play I, that over and over again. Like, you know, at the next fight, it's going to be like... I didn't finish. This is the most important part. <laughs> In business. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Okay. Now we're good. Yes. Jim has been my my number one fan since to begin with. He is the first and last person I always ask questions and I celebrate victories with him and he's been amazing. Without him, I'd never be here. ACP will never be here. He has been the my rock, you know, and said so my savior to you. He's my harbor. And um, you know, I had, you know, I can take anything for granted that any success that we have, I grant everything to the team. IACP is great because of its people. And we have an amazing team that's committed, that knows the mission, and they are embracing it. It's a challenging business sometimes because we're, we're taking care of medically fed children, but it's also the most rewarding business you can be in. You're taking care of young ones and taking care of families that go through a very difficult time. Imagine, you know, if you're a mom and you have a sick kid at home, you're already stressed. Imagine to have that type of situation sometimes for the rest of your life. So we had to put ourselves on their shoes and to be compassionate, to be 
understanding, to be engaging, to be committed, to be everything you could possibly imagine we're taking care of their own, their loved ones. So this is important. And I, I think for your listeners too, I mean, we, we mentioned this earlier, Gracie did, that we're in the uh, medically fragile children, you know, uh, a vertical, our specialty. You know, what does that mean? There is a definition there, but a lot of these children are technologically dependent on, you know, their you know, to sustain themselves. So you're thinking feeding tubes and trachs. So these are, some of these cases are pretty darn critical. So yeah, imagine, you know, that was your own situation. So the, these are, uh, these are really unique situations. And, you know, our team is absolutely committed, like Gracie said, and that that's, that, that's foremost. She has built an unbelievable team that is aligned and really focused on the mission at hand. Share with the listeners some, if you can, something specific around how you get you know, family first. And, you know, it's really great to say all these platitudes. And we all can list a thousand examples of companies that have great, you know, platitudes and cultural statements and core values that don't translate into what actually happens when it's feet on the street, boots on the ground. So how do you actually have your values translate into operating behavior with your nurses and your people? So we have a very steady onboard, onboarding process for every single patient that we have. So for an example, if a family started the care with us yesterday, we have a process that ho- the whole organization touches the family in the next 30 days. From a phone call to a thank you note to a double check, the plan of treatments, a visit uh, face-to-face, so we are a flat organization. The parents can come to me or can come to the schedulers anytime they want. And we make that very available to them, the resources that we have. So from our nurses to the way they introduce themselves, the way they, they handle themselves, the way they, 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 they know that they need to be on time. So the mother has to be uh, um, to work, uh, living to work uh, on time. So there's a lot of values that we implement at orientation that we say, this is what we are, who we are, and this is our key competitors. And then we even make them sign to tell us that they understood and we're holding them accountable to do so. Be professional, be on time, you know, respect uh, a patient's confidentiality, all those things that we go deeply at orientation that we make sure and we have surveys. We call the parents. We say, so you just start to care with us. How are we different from what you have experienced? What are we lacking? How can we improve in every single case? It's not just a spread. It's not here and there. It's a standard at ACP. Mm. And, you know, and I would say, too, there, no magic sauce here. I mean, you lead by example. And Gracie, I mean, you're, you're talking about a husband and wife team. I mean, without a doubt, Gracie's the CEO and the leader. You know, she leads by example. I mean, she's some, many times uh, the last one to leave the office and uh, sets the standard around, you know, debriefing and very open culture. Uh, if things aren't going completely as planned uh, or are exceeded to plan, you know, the team will stop and, and have a formal debrief to capture those lessons learned so they can get those right back into the system again and iterate and be, a, you know, better every single day. And I, I see that happening at ACP and it's just, it's really cool. It's definitely a, a business that, uh, an industry that little things go a long way. A thank you card goes a long way. We are a culture of celebration. We celebrate pe- uh, people, we celebrate victories, and we get what we celebrate. So we always make sure that, you know, we celebrate when 
our patients hit the milestones that we set up for them. We celebrate graduations when they are coming out of the program. We make sure that the parents know we put pictures of them in our offices that we send. Pe- so it's, it's, it's a family, you know, we're taking care of their loved ones and we have a family mentality and culture. And once they understand that, that's the difference. You know, even growing, that's what we are going to maintain is that type of culture that, you know, it's not about titles, it's about values, is what you contributed towards the business, toward the, the family. So, and the nurses feel that way. We, we send them to the Bahamas every year. We send, you know, we do nurses uh, the year. They, when they come to the office, they are celebrated because they are who we, you know, they- Not all the nurses. The nurse of the year. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, I, I, get that. <laughs> I need to go work right. for Gracie. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, and uh, so, Gracie, as you think about maintaining the integrity of this culture, you said that the organization is very flat. Do you anticipate that you're going to be able to maintain that as you maybe set up a new location or as you continue to grow? Because, I mean, that's kind of hard to... Hard, hard standard to set. It is. It is. And it's going to take a lot of effort to continue to be like that. But yes, I do believe. Uh, when we, uh, about a year ago, when we decided that we are getting too big for our office, we had to miss two ways to go. We either open a satellite office or we put everybody in the same office, but in a bigger space. And that's what we did. I said that absolutely, I'm now opening a satellite office in Georgia. I'm going to keep everybody together because then I can engage. I can keep them, you know, aligned with our missions and we have open communication. So we have constant weekly, daily alignment meetings that the whole organization know what's going on, even though that's not their patient. But they understand that that information is almost like a lesson learned if there's a problem that they can help to solve. And that's fairly significant because the industry as a whole operates completely the opposite. Mm. It's all about satellite offices and fairly localized community. You know, you know, there would be an office in Augusta and an office in Savannah. So uh, our approach is completely different. Um, and, um, you know, that that is unique in the industry. Very good. And so what are, uh, so you've talked about this culture and, you know, some of the differences between you and competitors. I would love to to spend a little bit of time talking about how some of your cultural differences are showing up in, in your care and how you differentiate, you know, any other differentiating factors from, from your competitors and how your culture ties into that. A lot, it's really competitive market space. So um, we probably won't get into a lot of the details, but some of them are happening right, uh, you know, during, you know, while, while we're, while we're uh, in the home. And so working with our nurses on some basic communication skills that they would normally not exercise or have to exercise in their past is important here. So for us to um, say hello every morning in a consistent way and actually goodbye in a consistent way, i.e. reviewing the previous nurse's notes, setting up a proper execution rhythm for the home and the family and setting a right expectation for mom or dad for that shift to begin in a very professional manner, because it can be a very informal uh, environment if you think about, you know, the nursing that comes to your home on a regular basis. So Yeah, I mean, they could become, at some point, they just kind of become friends. Absolutely. Right? Like, you know? Absolutely. And that brings its own challenges, as mm-hmm. you can imagine. So 
formalizing that is really important to kind us. Kind of like the um, Chick-fil-A, the please yes. and the thank you. and mm-hmm. That's part of it. And in our identity statement, actually one of our you know, power phrases in there revolve around customer service instead of just clinical outcomes. Now, certainly it starts with clinical outcomes, and, um, but we also talk a lot about that. And what does that really mean? And what does outstanding customer service mean as a home health care provider, as a nurse in the home? So there are certain protocols that we have. It's also uh, from a, a clinical outcome standpoint, really important as well to revert, review those notes because the program that we're set up, one of our other customers that we haven't mentioned is actually the state, state itself, the state mm-hmm. of Georgia. And one of the objectives that we have is this is a weaning program. So eventually, hopefully, a lot of these children will actually work themselves out of the program. So hands-on instruction for mom or dad as well when the nurse is away in case there's a, uh, a critical aspect that happens with your child when, when a nurse is not in the home. It's important for, for these families to understand you know, how to potentially deal with some of these problems. So all of that is really important to what we do. And we believe believe we're going above and beyond what maybe some other folks are doing. Wonderful. Well, listeners, we're talking to Advanced Care Pediatrics. Their co-founders, Jim and Gracie Murphy, thank you so much for a great show. What are some of the things that are kind of new and exciting? Um, You said you just moved into a a new office, but anything else that's new and exciting that's happening at ACP that you think our listeners would would love to know? So the new office is a great um, asset for us, but also the new service that we're about to start to provide uh, care for uh, above 21 years old, um, uh, private duty nursing. We also launched a new website. We rebranded the company about three months ago. We partner with BBA, the Bird Big, uh, the Bird uh, Big Adventure, which is a nonprofit that takes uh, terminal kids to Disney World. So we're now uh, partner with them and helping them with nursing. And also, we uh, we are uh, launching a program that will help new, um, brand new uh, our RNs and LPNs to be trained as a pediatric nursing uh, pediatric nurse out of college. So we'll be able to um, go to colleges and uh, and recruit brand new nurses and uh, engage them into this program, a two-week program that will teach them how to be specialized in home care so they can have work as soon as they graduate. And ACP is growing. Um, we have a lot of exciting things to share. You know, we have, you know, our brand new um, a clinical educator as well that we just hired. She's phenomenal. And um, we're so excited, so excited to be here. And, you know, um, the service that we provide is such a niche industry that, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, parents and case managers and doctors don't know that those services are available for them. And uh, there's not a lot of people that know that if you do have a a, a child with special needs or medically fragile child, you do have those services that are available for you. Through the through through Medicaid, and even though if you don't if you don't not eligible for Medicaid because of your income, there is a uh, waiver. It's called a Katie Beckett waiver that you can apply uh, for those services, and you can have them. So, thank you so much for uh, for being on the show, listeners. Once again, we were talking to Advanced Care Pediatrics, and I'm your host, Soyini Coke. Thanks for listening to CEO Exclusive Radio. On Thursday, you can check out our blog where we're going to summarize the key takeaways from this awesome show. 
everybody has a wonderful, prosperous, productive, and a very profitable week. Thanks. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at anonaenterprises.com.